it's Friday and today we bring you Sandra Asimwe, CEO of Fresh Africa. Fresh Africa is not just a health food store. It's a place that is changing mindsets about healthy living one meal at a time. Welcome back to our Meet the CEO series. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial. Established in 2020, Fresh Africa has defied the odds and challenged our beliefs about businesses and their correlation with being found in a brick-and-mortar location. We host Sandra Asimwe and she walks us through the journey of establishing such a niche business in Uganda. Who is Sandra Asimwe? I'm Sandra Asimwe. I'm 34 years old. I'm a businesswoman and a proud mom. And I'm also a founder of Fresh Africa, a vegan eatery in Kampala, specializing in juices, smoothies, and delicious plant-based foods. Walk us through your journey with Fresh Africa. When was it founded and why? I started Fresh Uganda in January 2020, just before the pandemic hit. I loved taking care of my body through eating healthy and starting a vegan eatery was a no-brainer as I'm passionate about well-being and protecting the environment. It was technically hitting two birds with one stone. My main reason for starting fresh was to share my passion for great tasting healthy food, but also to spread awareness about making plant-based eating a fun lifestyle. I realized that there was a gap in the market and there was not a lot of plant-based alternatives available once you went to restaurants. And even when they were available, you realized that most of them either didn't taste so great and were a bit bland. And there was not much emphasis being put on offering a plant-based alternative to a lot of the foods we normally have when we go eating out or dining out. Organic and vegan meals are such a niche market. How have you navigated this market and been able to thrive? Navigating the organic and healthy eating market with Fresh has been both fun and challenging for us. Fun because we've learned a lot along the way and we've been able to introduce people to a different way of life. It's been challenging because we've had to do a lot of educating around healthy eating in a society that largely considers consumption of meat and animal products as prestigious. Most of us believe that when you have a meal without meat, it probably won't taste good. So in that way, it's been challenging to change the mindset of most people and most customers. But it's been great because when you get a convert, then you're like, yes, that's a huge win. So it's been fun. I must say, I love a good challenge. We've been able to thrive by taking it a step at a time. We knew we were entering virgin territory and information sharing was very important before anything. Focusing on a few product offerings at a time has also helped us perfect our product and offer customers the best experience. Social media has been a a powerful tool for us. We have used it for marketing. We have used it to create awareness about our product. We've used it to share. We've used it to introduce new products when we have them. And I can't downplay the role that social media has played in letting us break out into the new market. Then friends, what can I say? Friends have helped support us by being our first customers sharing our products, sharing all our content on their social media platforms. And this has created a lot more awareness about our brand 
and made us reach way more customers than we probably would have without social media or friends. What are some of the challenges that you've had to face in this industry? The biggest challenge we've faced so far and continue to face is the high price of importing a lot of uh, vegan options or plant-based options that we don't have locally available on the market. We're fortunate enough to have some companies that have started producing plant-based alternatives to regular foods that we have, like plant-based egg, plant-based milk. So you find that when we have options that we import, even the ones that are made locally, because the demand is not yet as high as we would like it to be, the prices end up being very high. The taxes on importing a lot of uh, ingredients like vegan cheeses, vegan whipped cream, you find are very, very high, which makes the price of your meals go higher than you would like it to. The dream is to have everyone to have access and be able to afford a plant-based meal. But that becomes difficult if we're charging higher than a meal that contains animal products. So we hope for some sort of subsidization in the future, or we also hope that as more people continue to demand for plant-based foods, then the prices of these items will come down and then they'll be even more available locally and everything will be a lot easier then. But for now, we're working with what we have we try to support the local producers of many of these foods, the ingredients, and people are out there working. So we're moving more towards the place that we want to be and the future we want to live in. The pandemic was rough for many businesses. How did COVID affect you and did it force you to make any changes? COVID period was such a strange, strange time. We made a lot of changes during covid we started out vegetarian but went completely plant-based by June 2020. Lockdown gave us time to experiment and we had to adapt by working from home. I think COVID also helped by making health a priority. Many times we took it for granted that we would be healthy all the time. But when COVID came along, a lot of us were kind of forced to rethink about our lifestyles and the decisions we make especially concerning what we put into our bodies. So you found that a lot of people were more interested in boosting their immune systems through food and natural ways. And that sort of boosted our business and helped us grow. I can't talk about COVID positively without talking about it negatively. It affected our business, I'm sure, like many other businesses, because we had issues with supplies especially since we're importing a lot of our packaging from overseas. So there was an increase in prices of uh, ingredients, for example. There was an increase and delays in importing some of our packaging. But all in all, I think it offered us an opportunity to look at what's important to us. And people realize that health is actually the ultimate wealth. So... Yeah, there was the good and the bad, but we like to look at the positive side of things. And I would like to say that we came out stronger. What changes would you like to see in your industry? The dream is to see more people go plant-based 
and have more offerings on restaurant menus for delicious plant-based foods, juices, smoothies. I'd love to see a lot more restaurants offering tasty, healthy options and uh, not putting the healthy options at the bottom of the page and uh, prioritizing people who have chosen to go uh, plant-based. For now, though, Fresh Africa is here to bring you all your delicious plant-based meals, all your delicious smoothies. Remember, everything is sugar-free and we try to use as many organic ingredients as we possibly can. But the dream is most of us should be plant-based and I look forward to contributing a lot more to that industry and uh, bringing more exciting and different food offerings on our menus. So stay tuned because there's a lot more to come from Fresh Uganda. What is the expansion plan for Fresh Africa? Fresh currently offers only delivery service, but we plan on opening up a brick and mortar store where we'll we'll be able to host our customers and serve them even better and in person. I think what we really miss out on is having that uh, physical interaction with a lot of our customers. And I, I dream of the day when we open our first location. It should be by the end of this year. And after that, I hope that we'll be able to open even more locations. But as I said, a step at a time. That was Sandra Asimwe, CEO of Fresh, inspiring us to eat healthy one meal at a time. Now, a quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Egypt has asked for help from the IMF as government struggles to deal with the impact of the war in Ukraine. As the world's biggest importer of wheat, Egypt relies heavily on grain from Ukraine and Russia. This week, it set a fixed price for unsubsidized bread with the aim of controlling rising food prices due to the disruption to the wheat supply caused by the war. Earlier this week, the government in Cairo allowed the currency to devalue. The IMF praised the recent economic relief measures announced by the Egyptian authorities. Now, the South African Reserve Bank raised its benchmark repo rate by another 25 basis points to 4.25% at its March 2022 meeting, as widely expected. This is a third consecutive hike due to increased inflation risks stemming from the war in Ukraine. Policymakers said that the overall risks to the medium-term growth outlook are assessed to be balanced, while the risks to the inflation outlook are assessed to be upside. Headline CPI forecast has been revised sharply higher to 5.8% in 2022 versus 4.9% in January primarily due to higher food and fuel prices, and to 4.6% in 2023 versus a 4.5%. Meanwhile, the GDP growth projections were raised to 2% in 2020 from an earlier estimated 1.7% and to 1.9% in 2023 versus a 1.8% in January. The implied policy path of the central bank model, given the inflation forecast, indicates gradual normalization through to 2024. And a quick look at the market, the Johannesburg Stock Exchange All Share Index was trading slightly higher, around 75,010 on Thursday afternoon, lifted by commodity-linked sectors and after an unexpected 25 basis points interest rate hike by the South African Reserve Bank amid strong inflationary pressures. Policymakers revised sharply 
higher inflation forecast for 2022, but also upgraded growth projects for 2022 and 2023. Meanwhile, traders continue to assess the outlook for U.S. interest rates, the situation in Ukraine, 